Welcome to Authentic as Fuck podcast. My name is Sun. I am a storytelling coach. And in this podcast, I help uh, entrepreneurs and creators help them through their brand story, brand messaging, and coach them through any questions they have. So today we have Franco Torres. Welcome, Franco. Thank you, Sun. Thank you for having <laughs> me and for creating the space because I think that there's not much room in this world that we live in to be authentic as fuck. So <laughs> I'm pleased to be here, <laughs> you know? And, and thank you. Thank you. That's a Welcome. real, that's a real uh, community service, you know, because I think that there's a lot of tools out there and I will start by introducing myself and I will get to mm -hmm. this point. I define myself as a curious mind that gets me to learn a lot of things. And through my life, I made a decision to become a psychopedagogist, which is a, a therapist specialized in learning and an entrepreneur. So I yeah. recently created a consultancy company with my wife, which is, she's also an, a psychopedagogist and we are called Experienciar, which is the use of a verb that has to do with experience learning. And we help teams, businesses, and companies to know how they learn, to realize the importance of learning in their operations and to become better learners. And, and we do learning, not education, which is, there's a difference for me, for us. And mm -hmm. that's who I am, or at least that's who I am for today at this moment of my life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... So let's, um, do, you, do you have specific questions that you want to yes. uh, go through today? Yeah, yes. Let's start with that. Yeah. Yes. And, and it has to do with, for example, when I discovered Nidal Nation, I found a place where I was uh, called to the stage not to be talking from ego. And I realized that I was starting a business from my unhealthy ego you know, trying to convince someone else that I have the best service or, you know, my shit is the shit. Let's just, I am awesome. <laughs> and that's not the, the point. And I realized that I'm not clear about the service that I provide. So my question is this, in the, in the same journey that you lead us in Idol Nation about came up authentic to speak not only from ego or unhealthy ego, to define the service that I provide because I'm also innovating with these kind of services in the consultancy space, mm -hmm. because we are mm -hmm. taking some tools from the therapy background that could be really applied to organizational space, to the work environment, to the business environment. And I'm, it, we are finding it difficult to be clear about the value in our services. I mean, we know Got that's it. valuable, we know that we can create transformations and we can bring some solutions to what they are looking for when it comes to learning, but it's hard for us to uh, be clear, be simple, be... The messaging, how to communicate that, yeah, right? the communication. So, I mean, first of all, I want to say this, right? I think we all start from a place of ego when we start a business. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And then I think once we start a business and we start building our business, we realize that, okay, it's, it's not about us. It's not about our ego. And then we, we, we go through a transformation and people that can't have that transformation usually fail. 
mm. they, they end up going back to a job or something like that. So at some point, as an entrepreneur, we have to have that crossover where we kind of like <laughs> have that humility and like, you know, so this is, um, here's what I want to say. I want to dig a little bit deeper into what you do so we can try to figure that out, figure out okay. that messaging and the, how to communicate the value. Awesome. But I want to start off with this. And this is also with ego. So yesterday I was talking to a copywriter. This guy is, um, you know, he's a very, very, like one of the top copywriters. And what I, I asked him, like a lot of the questions that, like, that I asked him, what I realized is that he actually is not a copywriter. Mm-hmm. He's more of a brand strategist. He's more of like, he, he figures out the, the problem of the, the pain point of the customers. And like, it's, it's, it has, it's a lot to do with like psychology, business, and a lot of other things. And very little of what his job is actually writing copy. Now, I asked him, why do you call yourself a copywriter? Because you're, you're not a copywriter. You're way, way more than that. And he says, I don't call, I don't call myself a copywriter. That's what people call me. That's why I call myself a copywriter. Because when they hire me, they, they're looking for a copywriter, right? Yes. And then once they start working with them, they realize, okay, this is much more. But here's the thing. A lot of people try to do that. A lot of people in his place are like, I'm not a copywriter. I don't want to be a copywriter. I don't like that label. I'm a more of a strategist. I'm a brand, I'm a brand strategist or I'm a, I'm a business consultant or something. They, they use those words. But how many people out there are looking for a brand strategist? How many people are there are looking for a they're looking for a copywriter and then they realize, okay, I need brand strategy. And the same thing happens at night out. Mm. Like nobody's coming to my agency going like, son, can you help us with the brand storytelling? Can you help us with the brand? Nobody, not a single person is asking me that. We call ourselves the web design agency. So what happens is people first come and say, son, can you make us a website? Like, like Mel Robbins or like, like Jay Shetty or something like that. And then, I like, and then they say, oh, I love the, the about page that you did, how you tell the story, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, you want that? Then we need to go through this strategy session and we need to do this. We need to go through your brand story, blah, blah, blah. And then they end up realizing actually 80% of what we do has nothing to do with web design. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? But web design is what got them in the door. So what a lot of people in my position that do what I do, they don't want to call themselves a web designer. They're like, I'm not a web designer. <laughs> I'm not a copywriter. Mm-hmm. I'm a brand strategist. <laughs> I'm a brand storyteller. Well, how's that working out for you? Nobody's asking for you, are they? <laughs> so we need to find the thing that people are asking for, right? So what is the actual thing that they're struggling with? That What's the, what's the thing that's going to get them in the door first? And then after that, you can do all of that. And over time, what happens is then you get known for, known for that deeper thing. So do you, do you understand where I'm coming from? Yes. First of all? Okay. Yes. So now let's dig deeper into your, the, the service that you provide and the type of clients that you work with. So can you give me an example of like a client or a, uh, your audience, what they're struggling with and how do you help them? Okay, for example, we have this client that's a construction company and they try to design uh, a structure as a company 
so they can operate with uh, less people and get more projects. So they were with government and we helped them to design, design their processes, how they operate, how they manage their talent and how can talent be matched with, with task, you know, because sometimes it's just like there's a lot of bottlenecks when you ask someone to do something. When they first come to you, let's start from the beginning. When yes. they first come to you, what are they, what's the result that they want? What is that? They want a, final outcome a, that they want? a process manual. You know, like, okay, design my processes okay. manual. So we can have like all the processes right written down and we can address so them. Like documentation. Yeah, like yeah. documentation. And the first time I said, okay, we don't do that. But then I, I shift my mind and say, hey, we can do that because they came us for to do that. We can start from that. And I said to the owner, because I had the opportunity to sell the service to the owner of the company. And I said, okay, we can do the documents. But you know what? 99% of the time when you document something, it fails because you don't take in consideration the way people learn, people think, people act. So we can make like a standard document. Okay, you will have your manual in ASAP. Or we can design something that's more sustainable over time. And they want that processes to be designed in order to sell the company. So if you want a company that's... Uh, okay. So okay. they have... Got so they... Got it, got it. So they want to proceduralize their business, basically. Yes. Like so that... Yeah. They, so they can hands off the business and... <laughs> that's it. Is that... Is, do you, would you say that's like the majority of the the clients that want to hire you is like that? They 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 feel like they the business can't run without them, and they but they want to <laughs> like. I think there's a, a certain amount of owners that feel that mostly here in Argentina, you know, and and probably in my city, there's a lot of small businesses that are run by a single person. And it cannot be delegated or they cannot move from their chair. So if they think that mm. the, if there are procedures uh, efficient enough to run everything without them being sitting there, <laughs> that's a win, you know. But at the yeah. same time... No, I can totally see that, yeah. But at yeah. the same time, it's just like a regular consultancy on procedures. You know, just, okay, I, I came from a background of ISO standards. So I, I already designed uh, procedures, documentation and stuff like that from this framework of ISO. But what I've encountered every time I had a project is it doesn't work because you don't take in consideration some complex aspect of human beings. So you can probably design a procedure and unless you are like a huge company which doesn't care about people. Okay, so follow the instructions. And if you don't follow, I will replace you. And that's it. When we are talking about small companies that cannot allow themselves to rotate so many people and to say, okay, I will fire you and I will hire someone. And even yeah, though yeah. they can hire, they can't hire sufficient enough because they don't know what they need from that 
person they are hiring because they don't. I understand. I let's, before we get into the solutions, let's let's cover the problem first because you know when it comes to messaging, right? Mm -hmm. When they first learn about you, they don't care about all of that. <laughs> all they care about, like for example, when somebody comes to me and says, like, I want you to build me a website. I can talk about all uh, storytelling and brand, like, uh, all of that, all I want. Nothing is going in their ear. They, they want to talk about website first, right? Yes. So it sounds like what people come to you is for, because you have a background in like working with ISO and like procedurizing stuff. So people come to you for that. They're like, oh, you, that's what you do. So can you, can you, uh, is it almost like, can you automate my business? Yes. <laughs> like, can you automate my business so I can step away? Yes. Right? Yes. That's what they come to you for. Then I would just sell it like that, even though it's not true, <laughs> right? Because oh. even though when they actually hire you, you're gonna they're gonna realize, okay, this is why it doesn't work. Mm. Okay, explain it then, but don't explain it upfront because that's how you're gonna lose them. Okay. Do you understand what I mean? Here, uh, let me give you a perfect example. I call myself a storytelling coach or a storyteller. I, I, and I say, at Night Owl Nation, we teach storytelling, right? But if you are, if anyone that's been in Night, Night Owl Nation for a while, they know that it's way more than that. Yes. Like what I explain is that storytelling isn't just taking your story and telling it. It's actually, it's actually, most people actually don't even have the story. So we need to dig deeper and we need to find ourselves and we need to discover ourselves. And it's like therapy. And we go through all of that, right? But if I, if, if I say, oh, like, oh, I use therapy and we, we, I help you find yourself and blah, 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 blah. Nobody's going to sign up. Nobody's going to buy it. I have to say what I teach you is storytelling. <laughs> and then once they join over time, that's what they're going to learn. And then there will be a point where they're like, aha. That it's, this is what storytelling is really all about, but I can't do that upfront. I have to say, no, I'm going to teach you storytelling so you can grow your Instagram, you can grow your business, whatever, even though that's not what it really is. You understand what I mean? Yes. So a lot of times I think people, there's a difference between what your audience wants and what they need. And yes. a lot of times we try to sell what they need, which they're not listening. So we need to close this gap between what they want and what they need first. So I would say, I would say lead off with what I do. Like if I were to say in one line, like let's say an Instagram bio, what I would say is like, we automate your business so you can step away from it. That's it. Because mm -hmm. when, when those business owners hear that, they're going to be like, Holy shit, that's what I want. <laughs> that's exactly what I want. Okay? And then when they come in, you're going to have, with the nuanced content and doing your sales process, doing your meetings, you're going to have to explain all of that. Does that make sense? Yes, but it also triggered my, my emotions because that's yeah. one of the things that I know and that's one of the clients that I have right now But at the same time, we laid out a proposal for a software company when where they were looking for specifically someone who knows about learning. They want specialists on learning because they want to design uh, a filter uh, based on learning profiles to a product or a project they have. And they came to me to say, hey, 
dude, you are the learning dude. Yes. Okay. Can you help us with this? And, you know, I'm, is that for their employees? Like learning no, for the employees? It's or? Like, uh, I will try to summarize like this. They are a software company which happens to teach people programming and they are aiming oh, got it. they are aiming for sponsorship so they can have like a program to teach people to program and they want us to help them to select the profiles the 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 possible members they can join this program and to say okay this is a really good fit for the program so we help them to decide if for example franco will that will apply to this program it's the right guy, you know, regarding le learning, learning profiles and learning styles and stuff like that. So what, what you are telling me, it's awesome because I get it. For example, if we are going to do procedures, that will be like, you need someone to automate, uh, we, we, will, we will automate your business. At the same time, if, if I can be a little bit closer to what actually it's, Groundbreaking for me, yeah. it's we are a training company. If you want to, you know, we we are a little bit closer to learning as an aspect. You know, like we can be like we can give you. Um, it's kind of okay. So so whenever I'm, whenever somebody an entrepreneur explains something to me, mm -hmm. and I don't get it as a layman, that's a big, <laughs> that's a big red flag. That's yes. already a problem. So and and right now when you. All the stuff that you talked about with learning, I don't get. So let, let's go into a specific example. So when you say learning, are you saying that they're a company that provides training, meaning they're an education company that teaches people how to code? Is that what you're saying? No, like, they are a software company and they decided to have oh. like a different niche where they teach, you, they, they teach you how to code. And if you are good enough, they will hire you afterwards. Otherwise, they just serve community, providing new coders out there, you know, but they are not an education company. So it's tricky. It's, and I know that there are a lot of red flags because we are innovating with the services that it's not put it out there. When, when I talk about learning, it's so hard to understand how learning is part of business. You know, are you talking about training? Are you talking about education? What are you talking about? And an example to realize this is learning. It's another aspect of businesses, because if you're talking about businesses made of humans, humans need to learn, to adapt, to change, to incorporate new things in order to keep on doing their job. But most of the times companies don't, don't realize that learning is an aspect they need to take care of. Take, for example, blood sugar, you know? Or if you are not aware of your levels, you're probably dealing with diabetes, but you don't know about that until you realize. So we help businesses to realize how learning as a phenomenon, as a human experience is affecting their businesses. Do you have any specific learning needs, difficulties? Yet you can um, upgrade your processes when it comes to learning. For example, you can hire better you can uh, invest in the, re in the right training because, for example, there's a lot of companies paying on training, but they don't get the results because you were not thinking about your team when you hired that trainer and stuff like that. So 
it's challenging for me. And I know, and I, I, as, and I really embrace. Yeah, you're trying to sell something that nobody is buying. Like, yes. Nobody's, you're trying to sell something that nobody's asking for. So I'm trying to tie it to something that people are asking yes. for. Yes. So what is the actual thing that they're asking for? I understand this is the solution. Mm -hmm. But who would this solution help? And what are those people asking for? Mm. <laughs> I guess is my real question, right? Because there's no point selling something that nobody's asking for, right? Like, for example, I can talk all about, like, um, yeah, you need to connect the dots to, like, all that stuff. Nobody's saying, son, can you teach me how to connect the dots? Nobody's saying that. <laughs> you understand <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. It's a challenge. I, so, I, I need to be honest. Yeah. It's a challenge for me. And I... Because uh, one aspect you brought about is corporate training, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I already know that there are plenty of people out there that are corporate trainer. They go in to teach like leadership, teach sales or teach this or whatever it is, right? That's very clear to me. I can sell that, right? But what you're saying is a little bit vague because you're saying that that's part of it, but also not. And like, do you understand what I mean? Yes, yes. And, and when, you when you've lost them, you, you can't sell them. Mm -hmm. So... Let's let's bring it back to the so how okay first of all how many clients have worked have you worked with like providing this specific service two so okay. I'm a new so it's kind of hard to gauge what the what the what they're looking for yes because there might be a, a people out there that are looking for different things yes okay. and I realize... maybe we can go with yeah. Sorry, and I and I had to to be clear about th something. This business, it's newborn. You know, like we we decided to think about it as a business to operate and to start learning to be a business since November. Uh, I've been working okay. in in government for like fourteen years before I decided to jump on this because I was not feeling right and stuff like that. And I said, okay. This is my moment to bet on this new thing. Is that what you did when you worked for the government? Yes, as a yes, as a like like a side hustle. You know, I was hired as a coach or probably as a trainer, or some businesses or small businesses uh, ask for. Oh, okay. So that wasn't your day job. No, in the government. Yes, in the government, I I work in the government. I work as a quality assurance manager when it comes okay. to services. So I work in that area for almost like 10 years and four years I was like roaming around doing other things, but most of the years I work with quality assurance. That's where I got all my training and then I stepped into NLP. Then I stepped, then I decided to get a degree in psychopedagogy and I know there's room to create services, but as you said, there's no one asking for it, or at least there's not a lot of companies asking for it. So I know that I'm trying to sell something that no one is asking for. And you blow my mind. You, I never thought it that way into a hey, look for a door, then you can sell anything else, but look for a door, a specific door, a specific need, specific pain. What I'm afraid of, because there's a lot of businesses trying to automate and to, okay, can I run my business with a little bit of uh, easiness, if you call it somehow? 
uh, yes, you can if you procedure, if you document. But I feel that that's not what we do. And to be honest, I have a team of people. Who... Well, that's what that that's what everybody says. Like, oh, copyright. I feel like that's not what I do. Oh, web design. I feel like that's not what I. Yeah, and I don't. I don't feel like that's what I do. But that's my ego wanting to say, I want, I need everyone to know exactly what I do. I'm much more than a web designer. I'm much more than a copywriter. I, I get it. I get it. I get that you're much more than that. Nobody else gives a shit. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and yes, and that's it. And, and... That's why I want to dig. I, I think I can help you. Awesome. I have some questions for you. Yes. Shoot. What made you want to go study this? I think you said psychopedagogy. Yes. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. What? Because that's something that nobody's even heard of, right? So what made you want to go study that? Like there must to be something must have triggered you to want to go learn that. Yes. And, and just to clarify, this career, it's yeah. only present in Chile, Argentina, Brazil, and probably in Spain, and, or probably Mexico. Okay. It's like an official okay. therapist career. So it's not well known. What triggers, uh, what, what made me study this, I was in the middle of quarantine, like middle of 2020, and we were watching a movie. My wife, she's also a psychopedagogist, but she's like 16 years in, in, oh, in the job. Okay. So she's so, okay. well experienced. And we were watching okay. Wonder, you know, the movie, like the kid yeah. that, ha that used the helmet and stuff like that. And while yeah. we were watching the movie, I start, I, the movie end and I was all tear up and I said, fuck, I want to help people like him. He deserves he, people. There, there's a lot of people that deserve opportunities. And she said to me, and why don't you study psychopedagogy and start helping them to learn better, to be uh, able to express their uniqueness. And I said, you know what? You're right. I, I, I will give it a shot. Before that, I did psychology for almost like six years of my life and I decided not to get a degree. So I reached out to the university and say, hey, I want to do this career. Is that possible? And they said to me, it's possible. You have some advantages. You can, if the, the career is about four years. You can make it in two and a half, but you have to do a lot of effort. I have a little kid, I have a job and I said, okay, let's do it. And what made me decide to do so it's, I have a lot of tools. I have a lot of skills. I'm talented enough to help people to connect to their uniqueness and to help people discover new opportunities for them, to see their, their own magic. That's what got me to that point. And as I mm -hmm. learned about businesses, NLP, entrepreneurship, I also did a, a lot of training on that. Uh, I said, okay, there's room for organizations and businesses to incorporate learning as a new aspect they can thrive on and to excel, you know, and there's, there, there's a small amount of companies that realize this, but there are a lot of them who don't. And that's that what got me there. Let's go through the logistics of how this works. Let's say this company comes in and hires you. Okay. What's the actual service you provide day to day? Are you working with their employees? Are you working with their leadership team? How, how does it work? We have What's like the a day to day of this operation. We have like, like a four stage. We have like a four stage oh. plan. The first stage is discovery in which we add, we assess what's the real need, as you said, the want and the need. So we discover and we can assess 
whether if we can help them with the struggle they actually have, not the one they say they have. Once we do the, this discovery stage, we provide them a learning profile of their organization, how they learn as an organization, what are okay. their needs. Let's back up a little bit. Okay. Give me an example of something they want versus something they need. For example, they want their teams to perform better. They have problems with leadership. So they say, okay, I have this team of engineers, you know, and we we cannot make them to reach the goals. They're too lazy. Yeah, they're, they're too not lazy. Motivated. They're not motivated. <laughs> they, they, they cannot reach their goals. They are unorganized. Okay, okay, that's it. So what are your so values? They blame their employees. They, they blame their employees. <laughs> so we can, uh, we help them to discover the incongruence you know, the noise in the organization because you're asking for performance, but you as a leader of, of this organization does not have room for improvement. It's a toxic place. It, let's put it in a simple, in simple words, you know. You ask them to thrive, to be better, but you keep on crushing their heads. So you have a problem. So before we can work with your team of engineers, we need to address these other things that are operating okay. in a higher level to create this outcome. And usually is that, is that the leadership or is it a, what is it? Is it a process? Is it, could be, is it the, the, the hierarchy? Could be like, a, yeah. a different set of reasons, but usually it has to do with leadership. You know, like okay. the, the head of the companies have a vision that they cannot translate to their team. And they, we are selfish, you know, but, and, and I, think that the, the, the challenge in this case is how can I move myself from my point of view and to acknowledge the different styles and point of view of my team and to work with their styles, not mine. So they right. try to right. shovel. Instead of just forcing like, this is our vision. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. And say, hey, stop, doing, stop saying that you are creative and open. And mm -hmm. dude, hey, it shows here you are not. So whether you change your vision to, okay, we are this kind of organization or you change your habits, your actions, you know yourself, you know, because that could be a positive intent in what you do, but it's put it out there in a negative way. So we discovered that dissonance, yeah. that incongruence, and we can say, okay, now we know what's going on. We can help you by improving improving your learning processes and to say okay you know what you are giving instructions you are given the the task the plan the execution in a way that's not positive or it's not creating the outcomes that you want to so let's change that let's find a way in which you can connect with your team because probably that's a skillful team but you are connecting the the wrong dots <laughs> And yeah, yeah, yeah. once we do that discovery, one we can say, okay, this is the situation. We provide you three options in which we can intervene. We can do a training, we can do a process design, you know, or we can do a mixture of those in which you yeah. can own. And not every company needs all. Not every company like needs all. And yeah. we can say, okay, we can help you. It's not about learning. It probably it's about operations. It's about like I don't know. Finance. Do you sell to HR departments? Like who are the 
actual decision makers that you're speaking to? Recently, I, I made a decision that the door to companies, it has to do with HR. And I think that's a, a, a way to start. You, you know, <laughs> I don't think you want to hear this, but you, what you are selling is leadership training. Okay. And it sound, that sounds cliche. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for example, you know, corporations, like big companies reach out to me mm-hmm. and say, hey, can you, can you do a, a leadership training for our, you know, our, our team or whatever, right? Something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how it starts. And then once you go in, you realize that, okay, this is what's going on. Like, have you ever heard of a company called Echelon Front? No, I haven't. Have you ever heard of a guy named Jocko Willink? Yes. Jocko Willink. Yeah, Jocko, yes. Okay. So his company is called Echelon Front. And companies with that exact problem that you're talking about hires Echelon Front to come in and do this. And like they, they, they do like a whole program where they, right? And but what they're asking for is because, oh, Jocko, you're like a great leader, great leadership mm-hmm. coach. Can you come teach leadership? Because our leadership is lacking. Our 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 employees are lazy. Our, they don't want to do. They're too. They got too much ego. Whatever it is, can you come train them? And then Jocko will come in, and they realize, okay, the problem is up here, not down here. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So the the, the same thing that you just explained mm-hmm. is exactly what that company does. It's just that. You, maybe you might do it a little bit differently process-wise or something like that, or the, the, the material that you teach might be different. But at the end of the day, you're solving, solving the same problem, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, you are gonna, the, first, the first line of like defense is going to be to go through the HR, because the HR departments are the ones that make the decision on, okay, how much money do we spend on Training. our our education or leaders training yeah things like that right mm-hmm. so then you have you're going to have to use the words that they use awesome what are they looking for you know what i mean so i, I mean i don't know that world that well but if i were you what i would do mm-hmm. is i would start going to these uh hr conferences <laughs> right like really get involved in this hr world and network and make yourself part of like kind of like i'm in this part of a marketing community mm-hmm. I need you to be in part of that HR community so that certain people in that community knows you and you know them. And do you understand what I mean? Yes. And I'll tell you Jocko's story. This is how, I don't know if you've heard this, him say this, but you know, when he retired from the SEALs, right? So Tony, like when he was like 40 and he went home, he's like, oh, I'm just going to spend the rest of my life just surfing and enjoying life. Right. And then one day, one of his friends who works for like a Fortune 500 company called him and said, hey, Jocko, can you, uh, can you, you know, come speak in front of our leadership team here? And then he's like, nah, I don't want to. And he's like, oh, we'll pay you. And he's like, all right, fine. So he went <laughs> and he spoke in front of the leadership, okay? And then right after that, he's, the, some of the leaders there came and said, hey, can you speak in front of my team? So he did that. And one of the person there happened to be a, a person who also is a board of like these other companies and he said hey can you come speak in front of all my ceos and he did that and then those ceos said hey can you come speak in front of my team he did that and after a while they were like oh i love the stuff that you're teaching can you put it into a training manual for us so he created a training manual and started giving that out when he, in his training 
And then a book agent came and said, hey, can you, this, you got a book here. Can you turn that into a book? Right. So you see how organically it happened. And yes. that's how he got to where he is. So most businesses work like that, where a lot of people think that business works like this, like Steve Jobs, right? Have a vision. Nobody's asking for the iPhone, but I'm just going to make it and force them to have it. And then everybody will love it. Like that's how most people like because they watch Steve Jobs, Elon Musk and Henry Ford, that they, they think that's how business is supposed to run. OK, those three people that I mentioned is probably the only three people in history that's ever done that. Mm-hmm. 99.9999999999999% of business owners got there just because by just solving the problem that people asked them for and organically got there. Nobody had a vision and got there. Okay. So the so it's it's a pipe dream to think that oh here's my vision. Everyone in the world is doing it wrong and I'm gonna force them to take this. That's a pipe dream. That that like unless you're Steve Jobs, you're not gonna be able to make that happen. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I guess the I'm looking for the right next step and it sounds like to me, it sounds most like leadership training. <laughs> if I were to put a superficial word on it, yes, you know what I mean. Yes, and and you know, and, and I take it because I know, as you said, no one heard about this. I mean, I, I haven't get a degree of something that it's not useful, <laughs> but to be honest, no one knows about this, which is like a. a you have pros and cons about that because I can establish myself as an authority in this area because there's not a lot of people you can refer to when you think about psychopedagogy. That's mm-hmm. an option. Uh, and I think it will be... That's not how you build uh, authority though. Yeah. And... Uh, here's how you build authority. What This is what it's going to look like. What's going to happen is somebody's going to come to you and say, hey, we need some leadership training because our team is struggling. Mm-hmm. My my employees are late, they're unmotivated. You know, our efficiency is going down, blah, blah, blah. And then you go in there, you fix it, right? And then another company is like, oh, I love what you did there. Can you come do it for us? And you go there and you fix it, right? But when you go do it, you're just like, okay, what I'm using is I'm using the psychopedagogy method to do this, right? And then you do it again. And after you do it th- three times, now you got the authority. Awesome. People are like this guy, it works. Mm-hmm. He actually does, he, he, he's actually proven track record of these companies that he's worked for. What is this psychopedagogy thing? Mm-hmm. That, there must be something to that. And then it becomes that. Do you understand what I mean? Yes. Yes. And I love what you said. So you build authority with, by track record first, and then you attach the word to it. And now that word has meaning, but you can say psychopedagogy all you want, but if you haven't proven yourself, you're not going to have zero authority. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when you said it that way, it's just like, I will be like in theory, (laughs) talking everything in theory, but I haven't put on uh, to the test. So exactly. And and... exactly. And the same, the same thing is happening to me. When somebody comes to us and let's say, for example, one of our clients is Mark Randolph, the co-founder of Netflix, mm-hmm. and he was referred to us by Jay Shetty. Mm-hmm. OK, 
Okay, so we did Jay Shetty's website. We did actually a few websites for him, and then he referred us to Mark Randolph. Mm-hmm. And when when I when Mark Randolph's like, oh, I love how you did do a very personal storytelling here and blah blah blah, then I say that's because we go through a brand strategy where we figure out your story and blah, 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 blah. And that is like actually the core service that we do. And this costs how much? And you're going to have to buy that. At that point, I don't have to sell it. You already trust that. I've already done it multiple times. And I'm telling you that in order to do that, you need to buy this. And he just trusts me. I don't have to sell it at all. Do you understand? But it's not because I came up with a good messaging for this. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's because I've done it already so many times. <laughs> Yes, and and it's groundbreaking what are you saying to me because now I'm recalling that every time someone's looking for me, for my services as an an individual, they are looking for my trainings. I already gave trainings on NLP, entrepreneurship, communication and stuff like that. And they, hey, I came to your training. It was awesome. Can you give it again here and here and here? Okay, if that's the case, and here's your message, okay? <laughs> this is easy now. Before before that, I'm going to say this, okay? In California, there was this, uh, they were trying to get everybody to save water, okay? So use less water. And they tried all this messaging. They're like, oh, it's going to save you more money. Oh, it's good for the environment. They, they tried all of this messaging and no, it didn't make any difference. Finally, the thing that worked is when they sent out a message that said, 78% of your neighbors are doing it. Then they were all like, ooh, okay? So this is, that, this is something a lot of people don't understand, but what sells more than, more than copy, branding, whatever, salesperson, what sells more than that is social validation, okay? <laughs> so when I sell, and this is how you should be selling too, is, this is how you should be selling. When somebody says, I love what you did with uh, this, when you trained these people, or I love the talk that you did there, what you need to say is like, oh yeah, you love that? So, oh, you know, this one time, like this company hired me, I talk, and then what I realized, and I did the talk, and what I realized is that they were actually struggling with this. So, so the, the pedagogy, and then you bring up the target, oh, and this one company, they, they were struggling with this because their employee was like this. So what you're doing is you're almost using your, your track, the, the things that you work with already, telling their case study story and then adding that per, uh, psychopedagogy into it, right? And that's what they're going to be like, oh, shit. Oh, that company did it? Oh, I need that too. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. yes. And it feels better, you know, because I'm not trying to convince you about shit. It's just like I do this and, and I'm good at it. And I will be. Yeah. Yeah. You, providing you're just explaining. That. Yes. Yeah. So you're giving them, oh, yeah, you, that's what you want. Okay. Well, if you want that, the, the part that you don't see is this, psycho, mm-hmm. psychopedagogy. And then now you can introduce it. You know what I mean? That's so freaking valuable. <laughs> <laughs> to honor you, I never thought it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> No, that it feels so liberate, liberating because um, I I also have to to make a disclosure. Like probably five years ago, I entered in this realm of entrepreneurship. I find out a lot of thought leaders uh, from Seth Godin to Chris Doe to 
blah, 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 everyone else. And they're awesome. They, they have a, a lot of great ideas. But you know what? And I have to be clear about this. When I found Night Owl Nation and I found you and I heard you and I saw your content, it feels refreshing to find someone who came up came as a real person to someone who can be reachable, you know, because I mean, they encouraged me, but I always felt that I was not at the, at their game to read mm -hmm. results. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I felt ashamed to talk about my weaknesses, you know, to, I don't have a clear value proposition. I don't know the pain that I'm solving. I'm not clear enough with my communication. And, and you know what, at, at the end of the day, that gets, in your mind and it's just like you're a fucking failure now i know that i'm not a failure i know that i have something valuable i'm just trying to find a way to be real not to fill it with bullshit you know just like oh this is so amazing because no no i i, I help people with their learning and what sometimes i like to play with words and i call myself a like a can-can master <laughs> Because there's a lot of people who do things, but they can't learn from what they do. And there's a lot of people who learn a lot and they can't apply what they learn. So I help them to really can learn from what they do and really do and really uh, can do what they learn. So I'm mean, trying to also challenge yeah, I myself know what you mean. And I actually think what you said is uh, something that a lot of people struggle with because most people that I talk to, most entrepreneurs, they're actually rock stars in what they do. <laughs> and they're already rock stars, but then they kind of put this aside and then they listen to all these like, <laughs> you know, thought leaders and they're like, oh no, it has to be like this. So they, they actually are suppressing their strength and doing that. But in reality, what we should be doing is putting this on the pedestal. Like for you, people are already amazed by these things and you're already a rock star in that area. So leave with that. And then the, the messaging and all this stuff comes later. <laughs> About storytelling, you know, because the story that I've been telling myself is I'm not good enough. There, there's something, something else to be learned in order to be successful. And Recently, with therapy, with uh, holding myself accountable to my actions and to creating healthy goals, you know, and not to be successful from just from the get-go, I discovered mm -hmm. that I was telling, telling myself a story that was harmful, you know, and I forget about what I really have as a person you know so as a human being as valuable and and i don't know if if this i think too many of us go ahead sorry i will finish with this i found i with the camera that we are that i am using right now i have a little kid he has like four almost five i teach him how to use the camera the other day he came from kindergarten with a friend of his and they were just having a good time in the studio. I was in front of my house. So I wasn't aware of what they were doing. The other day I got the camera and I was starting to erase a lot of files and I came, 
I, I stepped on these files, th these recordings and pictures they were taking. They recorded themselves. They made videos and they took pictures. And it was so freaking powerful when I saw this. Because I saw a human being being playful enough to create something without expectations, you know. They just press on record button and they say let and you and you can see the magic behind that that video that picture that shit they were playing and you can see that and i forgot about my inner child you know i i'm not allowing myself to come out and play to create something that's mm. useful for the world and yeah. that i know that i can bring out there that's so that's so interesting because you know like Children at that age are not camera shy at all, right? <laughs> it's like, right now we have such fear of camera and recording ourselves and things like that. But children at that age, they don't have that fear. <laughs> so we, we have a lot to learn from them. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I'll say this. I think a lot, it's because a lot of us, we get carried away on the numbers. Mm. Like, oh, this person have makes how $100 million a year. So they're therefore they're more they're better than me or this person has how many followers so they're better than me like a lot of us we get carried away on the number but you know one of the things that i realized first of all one first thing i realized is that <laughs> like how much money you make has really nothing to do with how smart you are or how talented you are at all <laughs> that's the first thing so and so if you if you put the value in the money like if you put the success in terms of revenue and that's what's important to you. Obviously, you're going to be like, yeah, that person's better than me. But if you put the value as like, okay, knowledge, then there might be something else or happiness, there might be something else. So like the way we define success should be different, first of all, and we should stick to that, right? Like if my idea of success is just being fulfilled, <laughs> then then I, like that success is going to look different than somebody else's whose success might be to get respect from people or mm. to get attention or something like that, right? So right even when you were talking to me right now, one of my weaknesses is what you do. <laughs> <laughs> is is like, you know, you know, training those people and then like putting up setting up the right process and like that's one of my weaknesses. So for me, I, I am looking at you like, oh, shit, I, you know, I wish like I had that. Or I wish that you know, somebody like that could help me and things like that. Right. So a lot of times what what we don't understand is that. You don't even realize that that is your strength. And that's like such a powerful thing that even these people might be because in the beginning, it was like that for me. Like, I'm like, Jay Shed is coming to me like this guy grew like to 10 million followers in a matter of three years. And he's asking me for <laughs> advice on marketing. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> like that was weird. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like you have skills that even people you respect actually admire. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? And don't forget that. <laughs> that hits in so many levels, bro. That's, uh, that's why I believe there is so much work to be done into uh, like health in in every regard. So probably mental health, because there's a lot of uh, struggles we 
came up made up from ourselves you know just like i'm i cannot see my own value and if you are blind yeah, exactly if you are blind you will be stepping with the same rock every time you move forward <laughs> you know and, and and when you kind of go into that place right where you lose your confidence and you lose your mojo and you actually even though you have something special there other people are not going to see that anymore because mm -hmm. you're you're telling yourself that story but then all, the opposite can be the truth too right you can be if you have if you strongly believe that and you're just projecting that even if you haven't built anything people are going to be like attracted and be like wow this guy knows what he's talking about or something like that you know yes yes i had to let go of the mask you know and the and the performer so the person can arise because i I've, i've been performing a lot you know probably the last 10 years of my life <laughs> just to came up as the guy who knows the answers and you know, i have some i know some stuff but i don't know all the answers and the mask is exhausting you know and and the performer it's also exhausting so i need to let my my authentic self to arise to say hey i'm here you know what I, you know what mm -hmm. I, i do this i am like this and magic's going to happen you know and creating a business trying to sell a service and what i'm actually doing is trying to express my uniqueness to the world and trying to serve someone and i'm learning my journey <laughs> uh, yeah and that is also a work on in itself i'll tell you that right like because i i i do that too like i'm like okay yeah I'm, i know what i'm talking about that i come from that place of like okay i'm gonna own this but every day still right like i i, I get pushed down and i'm like am i really you know like <laughs> and then i go into the corner and then every day is a struggle <laughs> you know what I mean? so it's not something like once you overcome it that like you'll always be confident it's That thing creeps up on a <laughs> daily basis and we just need to constantly fight it. There should be a disclaimer when you are starting to be an entrepreneur. You know, like, she won't, won't be calmed every day, you know? Like, you will have some, some problem. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if you finish that level yesterday, you have, like, a fresh start every day. So, And it's okay, you know? If you, yeah. if you love failure, in a, in a sense... You're gonna be okay with that because yeah, that's exactly what what I try to tell myself is that I'm 100% okay with admitting that I was wrong yesterday. <laughs> I'm 100% okay with admitting that I fucked up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and once you have that, I think it becomes a little bit easier. Yeah. yeah. When I quit my job, I said, okay, Experienciar is my new project. I I won't hesitate if this doesn't work. I will find something else. I won't, I'm not afraid of killing my idea if you want to, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Let's find something else. Yeah, exactly. So that's actually powerful because once you start thinking that way, it actually starts, you know, what? Uh, let me tell you a story <laughs> for the first three year business. I'm like, it's do or die. <laughs> This has to be the most amazing. Like that's how I worked for the first three years. And, I was like stuck, stuck, stuck. It was not going anywhere. 
But then three years into it, I I I lost, <laughs> I lost all my energy, and I'm like I was exhausted. And I'm like okay, I don't care anymore. Like, okay. but because I had clients, because I had employees, I still had to go to work every day. So I was just going to work every day and just making those websites and just doing the doing the good enough. I wasn't trying to make miracle happen. I was just doing putting in the work every day. Mm. And six months, a year later. That's when it started, actually. What was happening is in the beginning, for those first three years, I was like, this has to be perfect. Oh, it's not working. Start over. It's not working. Start over. It's not working. Start over. And I wasn't letting it grow. If I just stuck to that good enough for a long time, it would have worked. But it was like I was getting in my own way, you know? Hmm. (laughs) And and I appreciate you sharing this because... um... I had to remember that I'm the main ob- I'm the main obstacle sometimes, but I am so the, the bridge builder. So it it's yeah. up to me what's the position that I choose to be. You know, like okay, exactly. Let's let's be aware of yeah. What's you going choose, on. yeah. I choose. It's not about them. It's I about do me. think a lot of us are too too smart for our own good. A lot of us <laughs> do get in our own game. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I do think that too. <laughs> the less you know, the you happier any, you are. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why they say ignorance is uh, bliss, right? <laughs> um, do you have any last question that you want to like ask before we wrap this up? No. This combo? No. Yeah. Again, to say thank you for the space, for the opportunity uh, to to clarify also to if someone is watching this, I encourage you to reach out to the Night Owl Nation community. It's awesome. And I really mean it. it. I'm quite picky when it comes to where, what thing to suggest someone else to try. And I will emphatically suggest to try Night Owl Nation. And the <laughs> other thing is thanks because thank I never thought it that way. I will now I will try it about reaching out to these possible leads or customers from the training door. They will get something else. But if training it is, training it is. And yeah. I will start to also connect, not, not to try to sell with my content, but to serve with that. Okay, you need training. You need to learn faster and better and bolder. I, I, I got you. Yeah. And if you like it, there's Here's more. what I'll say. <laughs> your business is a b2b business mm-hmm. yes so i would highly recommend you to make your content on linkedin okay and then really really get yourself uh integrated in the hr community not just in latin america mm-hmm. but also in in north america europe and you know like work your way up to like a lot of government organizations need this. A lot of Fortune 500 companies need this. Like, awesome. work your way up there, and you'll you'll kill it. <laughs> <laughs> That's encouraging. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I will do. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Franco. I'm gonna put all of your information in the show notes so people can find you. Okay. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye, bye, everyone. <laughs>